At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A warmer for the low. Welcome to Lovely Las Vegas. The Coast Coast with myself, Greg Eakes-Peters. And now part of the Beast and Family and Podcast, we've got a great podcast for you. We're going to keep this one a little bit shorter. We're going to be keeping it to two parts because we didn't see a lot of player movement on Saturday. I do think that we're going to be seeing a little bit of a slowdown the next two weeks before these NBA draft decisions really become known. And then once we get those NBA draft decisions, I think we're going to see a massive second wave in the transfer portal. But that said, we did see a few moves. I'm going to be summing those up in segment number one. And then in segment number two, we are going to be joined by Mike Randall, who does terrific work over at FTM, better known as Fade the Noise. And we're going to be chatting with him about how teams that typically make March runs are a bit unexpected, do get a little bit overvalued in the futures market. If he has fired in on any futures and the way that he takes a look at the market during the offseason, we're also going to be diving into just some philosophical things. Like, for example, we're going to be talking a lot about Tennessee, the fact that they went out of the NCAA tournament a little bit early. They're a team has been a little bit up and down in recent years, and the fact that they decide, you know what, we're going to get some shooting in the transfer portal. Taking a look at a team like that, taking a look at conferences that have a distinct style, teams that are trying to zag while everyone else zigs in those conferences, how to handicap those teams. So we're going to be diving into just a really fun handicapping conversation with our good friend Mike in segment number two. Here in segment number one, as I mentioned, going to be taking a look at some of the news that we saw in college basketball on Saturday, and if you do have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline, at unit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters CM, maybe does not matter. As per usual, please do send these into the timeline. The other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. I was mentioning teams looking to turn over a new leave. Teams are looking to zag while everyone else zigs. And in terms of what we saw in college basketball on Saturday, we did not know this move when doing the interview with Mike Randall, or else I would have probably brought this up as well. But we did see Mississippi State do that, a Mississippi State program that was absolutely stellar with their defense last season. But... Offense was leaving a little bit of something to be desired, and they decided that they were going to address that on Saturday. They are bringing in Marshall transfer Andrew Taylor to be able to fortify that, and I think that this is a really good move. Something else that we're going to be talking about with Mike, by the way, is 
these teams that they hire on a coach that was at the mid-major level and they bring with them a whole bunch of players that were at their previous landing spot as well because I do think that that's always interesting like Kim English going from George Mason to Providence bringing quite a few of the George Mason guys along with that we've also noticed that with Slick Rick Patino over at St. John's but Andrew Taylor is going to be making that jump from more of a mid-major school to the SEC but I think that he's going to be able to make it quite effectively last year at Marshall shot 36 half percent from three 20 points, 2 steals, 4.7 rebounds, 4.7 assists per game. In my opinion, one of the top guards in the transfer portal. And it's been really a good past 72 or so hours for Mississippi State. They haven't made a ton of moves, but the other move that they made, Jimmy Bell Jr., just a really good rebounder in general. So I do like what is all on tap for this team right now, and I do think that they have made some very solid moves. This is a good get for Iona. Wiza Ponzo decided that he is going to be adding on over to play for the Gales. Last season, he was at Stetson, a starter for them. Wasn't a prolific scorer on one of the teams with one of the slowest paces of play in all of college basketball, but eight and a half points, four and a half boards, but bigger than that, he was able to shoot from three prior range, 46.9% at six foot seven. So I think that he's going to be able to go in there, make a big impact. And for Iona, they were left with just one returning player from a season ago. Tobin Anderson deserves a lot of credit for being able to fill out this roster. And USC Upstate, they're going to be looking to some upside from Jorge Ochoa. He was last season playing at Vermont. Really didn't see a lot of playing time. Was only able to give the team right around one and a half points per contest. But at six foot seven, two twenty-five in a conference in the Big South, in which there's just not really a lot of size in general. I do think that he has the possibility to be able to step in, be able to give this team some relatively solid minutes. So I do think that that's a solid gift for them, as he was a top 350 player nationally. Doesn't sound like much, but going to USC Upstate, that is going to be a good gift for them. We also saw Jarius Hicklin decide that he is going to be going up a level as well. He was playing last year for the mighty, mighty Osprey of North Florida. Was able to average 12.5 points, a little bit over three assists, shot 36% from three-point range, actually, two seasons ago. Shot 40% from three, but he is someone that began his college basketball career at Oklahoma Baptist, a non-D1 school. He's now going back to Oklahoma. He's going to be playing for Oklahoma State. Certainly not a guy that I think is going to be a starter for Oklahoma State or anything like that, but a depth piece for an Oklahoma State team has really been struggling from three-point range. Hicklin is able to put the ball in the basket. I think that this is a very good move for them. And then we saw Bradley Ezewiro. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. E-Z-E-W-I-R-O. That is a tough last name to pronounce, but he was playing this last year at Georgetown. Two years ago, he was at LSU and at Georgetown this last year. It was not like he put up Mondo numbers, but he was able to give the team right around four and a half points, three and a half boards. Someone that at six foot eight, two forty-five, is not really able to stretch a floor, but it's able to be rock solid down low. He has decided that he is going to be going to St. Louis, a St. Louis program that did have a tough time just in terms of their defense last season. Other than Francis Okoro, they didn't necessarily have a ton down low. I do think that this is going to be a solid move for them. It's also that time of year where some of the teams that have struck out a little bit more in the transfer portal, they're looking for more of these junior college guys slash they're looking to D2 guys like Logan McLaughlin, for example. He was at New Mexico Junior College. He was averaging right around 11 points per contest, shot about 33.5% from three, five and a half rebounds per contest. He has decided that he is going to be going to Cal Poly, not a guy that I think is necessarily a difference maker, but Cal Poly... Boy, did they need something. So, you know what? They're going to bring him in, and they're going to see what they're going to be able to get on that front. 
Oakland, they have not necessarily been able to do a whole ton in the transfer portal, a place where they typically shine. They're bringing in someone like a Michael Rogers. He was playing over for Phoenix College and... This last season, while he was playing over at Phoenix, was able to do a very solid job at the lower level. Averaged 19.5 points per game now. Shot 25.5% from three-point range, but a little bit of a do-it-all guy. Six boards, four and a half assists. Is able to generate some steals. So, certainly someone that is capable of being able to put up some big numbers. So, you know what? Oakland, they decide we can't be empty-handed. We're not going to be necessarily getting a ton in terms of our freshmen this year. So, we're going to bring in a junior college guy to be able to help out a little bit. And then someone like Jalen Gibson. He was at Winston-Salem State. I believe that he actually did begin his career at NC State. So he's got some Division I experience this last season at the D2 level. Was able to put up very nice numbers. Seven and a half points from three-point range. He only shot about 25% from distance, but you don't expect a whole heck of a lot of three-point shooting from a little bit more of a just general big man. He was able to give the team six boards per contest. He has decided that he is going to be going back to the state of North Carolina. He's transferring to UNC Greensboro. So we're going to be seeing more and more of these moves popping up in future weeks. And as I say, it might not be a lot of sizzle, but I do think that we're going to be getting a lot of stake moving forward in terms of a lot of these junior college guys moving up the next few weeks. And a lot of that is going to be broken down with regards to these conference previews. As we get a little bit more clarity as to what we are getting via the transfer portal, I'm going to be able to do these conference previews, take a look at which of these D2 guys are going to be sort of sitting the bench, which of these junior college guys you don't need to worry about, and which ones you do want to be worried about, and which guys they are going to be able to make that impact because year in and year out, we do see a lot of it, but a man that is very impactful in terms of taking a look at college basketball, a man with great insights, that means Mike Randall. He does great work over at FTN. He joins me next. We're going to be taking a look at the futures market with him, and then we're going to be taking a look at why is a handicap coming into the season and why you might not want to be necessarily buying into a team that made a very unexpected March run. That's up next right here on Coast Coast with myself, Greg Eats Peterson, now a part of the Beast Family Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. With myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. It is great to be joined by this man as this is the Chief Content Officer over FTN, better known as Fade the Noise Network. That would be Mike Randall. He does an absolutely terrific job taking a look at the great game of college basketball. But on top of that, I know that he's doing a great job with his hand with a little bit of everything. I know that he's been on top of things with the NFL schedule getting released, taking a look at some futures. On that front, I know that he is doing an absolutely tremendous job as well of keeping up with everything that we're seeing in the transfer portal and also taking a look at the NBA as well as to be able to follow Mike on Twitter. That is at Randall Rant altogether. And Mike, it's great to have you aboard. Thank Greg, you. it's a pleasure. Last time we were talking, we were on VSIN. We had the Final Four, Florida Atlantic, all that fun stuff. Great to be back with you again. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for joining me, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because we did see a lot of unexpected runs in March. Florida Atlantic, what they were able to do was absolutely amazing. What Miami was able to do was amazing as well. And that leads into my first question. Do you think we're going to be able to find some good value fading some of these teams that perhaps made a little bit of an unexpected run in March? Because I do think that what is going to be fresh in everyone's mind is the fact that those two teams I mentioned, a team like a Fairleigh Dickinson, being able to sun the world, what have you, that's what a lot of people last saw, and they think 
that's indicative of that team. When in reality, some of those teams might not have been as rock solid throughout the entirety of the season. And thus, I have typically found when a team makes an unexpected run in March, they get a little bit overvalued going into the next season. Yeah, Greg, I agree. Listen, I loved Florida Atlantic this year. You know that right off the bat, my instinct is maybe to fade them next year. They are bringing everyone back, but it's quite a jump for the Owls to be ranked. I think it's going to be number five somewhere in there heading in. So certainly knee-jerk reaction here. You have to look in totality, just like we had to do, Greg, interesting, coming into this year with North Carolina, despite the fact they lose at home to Pittsburgh two years ago. They have the team meeting. They go on a run all the way through to the finals. We had to realize it was going to be an adjustment period and they were preseason number one and didn't even make the tournament. So, yes, I think there is going to be a knee-jerk reaction. Like you always say, you have to examine each game in its own separate entity. You have to look at each team coming into next year as a separate entity with a lot of these transfers. So last year is gone. I think we have to look independently, and I do think there's going to be value here at the beginning of next year because people are going to have that memory of what happened at the end of the season. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. And do you think that the opposite can be true as well? Because Purdue had a nice regular season if you were looking from a wins and losses perspective. If you were betting on Purdue, well, it didn't necessarily go so well. A lot of their wins, they were wins but not covers on the road for them. But do you think that there might be a little bit of value both game to game or perhaps in the features on some of these teams that maybe they did bow out a little bit early because a lot of people are thinking, man, this team completely crushed my bracket. How could I be stupid enough to pick, oh, I don't know, Arizona like I did, which, yeah, I picked Arizona to win the whole thing. That was not so great. But at the same time, I do think that that oftentimes actually lends a little bit of value as well. People that are salty about a team that let them down the previous year. Yeah, you know, and I had a little bit of to myself with UConn going into the tournament because I remember a few years ago when Auburn made their run, uh, just a fantastic run there to the Final Four. I couldn't get over the fact, Greg, that they lost three games in a row in the middle of the season. You know, UConn had that awful streak at the beginning of the year, but really peaked at the right time. So now on the reverse, right off the bat, I look at a team like Purdue, especially with Zach Eady, if he ends up returning with, with the NIL money. And then you look at a team like Tennessee with Rick Barnes. People always get frustrated. They make fun of Barnes fading here when you hit March, but that's a solid team that did add some scoring as well. And while the bracket did set up for them and they had a double digit lead over Florida Atlantic, those sort of teams with solid coaches who have yet to make a real deep run. I know Barnes did with Texas, but you know, teams that have not habitually been in the elite eight in the final four, if they bowed out early, they could be undervalued as well in the future market. You know, Tennessee's got a good class coming in. Purdue will be fine if Edie comes back. So yes, I think the same is true for teams, especially those with solid veteran coaches, which is something that I prioritize when I do my handicap. I always do think that looking at these veteran coaches is so important as Mike Randall who does great work over at the FTN network is joining me right here on Coast to Coast Soups. And how much do you look at some of these teams that maybe did have a little bit of a rough run of things, but are doing quite a bit in the transfer portal because I'm glad that you brought up Tennessee. They bring in someone like Adult and Connect. What they were really lacking last year was a little bit of outside shooting. They were so hit or miss with that regard. Now, going to be missing a few guys from last year like Olivier Kamwa. Julian Phillips is in the transfer portal. He could come back to Tennessee. I believe he's going through the NBA draft process as well. So, I mean, he could literally choose one of very, very many different routes to go to. But at the same time, there are going to be a few missing pieces, but they bring in someone like Dalton Connect. How much do you look at some of these teams that they are trying to address some of their weaknesses from the last season? Because I do think that there is a little bit of value on some of these teams that they look themselves in the mirror and they think, 
all right, we do need to change something up. Yeah, I love the teams that address the weaknesses, and that's what Rick Barnes did. You know, they ran their offense through Santiago Vescovi, tremendous leader. He's coming back, experienced, but not Greg, a go-to guy down the stretch. If Phillips comes back, I'm going to be very bullish on Tennessee. They got Jordan Ganey from South Carolina Upstate. That's 15 points per game. Chris Ledham from Harvard. I watched him several times here in the Northeast. Solid player as well. And Connect, you mentioned it, 20 points at Northern Colorado. And some people are going to be concerned because they're always worried about transferring up. Can that player make a big impact? There's been a lot of questions about Max Acemas. Now going down to Texas, can he handle the physicality? Uh, you know, disclaimer, I think he can. But you even look like somebody like Tyson Walker, who transferred from Northeastern, went to Michigan State a couple of years ago, really struggled. It was a surprise to me because he was a big-time scorer, was able to really get to the basket and struggle. But this past year, he was excellent. So if you can find those players, and maybe Connect could be that player, who can transfer up and still be effective and do what they do, particularly scoring-wise, you can see a huge positive for some of these teams because I think a lot of people are going to dismiss the transfer up saying, oh, this is a different league, this is a different caliber, they can't do the same thing. But history has shown us a couple of guys can, and with Barnes in Tennessee, that's absolutely a situation where someone can make a huge, huge difference. I agree. I do think that Dalton Connect is going to be able to do a solid job of scoring. I don't see 20-plus points per game or anything like that. That will be a little bit far-fetched. But just being able to add that element of outside shooting, I think, is so big. As joined me on the podcast, we do have Mike Randall. He does a terrific job over at the FTN Network. And I do think that that leads into a little bit of a more philosophical question as well. Something that I noticed with the SEC and Tennessee, I'm so glad that we're talking about them because they are one of the leaders of it. What we noticed last year was very good defense from many of these SEC schools, with a couple of exceptions. I am certainly looking at you, South Carolina, but that said, a lot of very good defenses, but not a lot of jump shooting. And we see that in the Big Ten a lot as well, where you've got that old traditional big man. You've got a bunch of teams that they play super duper slow. You've got a lot of teams that they sort of add that same mold. How much do you like teams that they're looking to zag while everyone else is zigging? Because that's something that I try to look at a lot in the offseason. Is there maybe a team or two that might be trying to break that mold? Because oftentimes I find teams that break the mold are able to be very profitable in one of two ways. They're either really good to bet on or they're really good to bet against because I find these teams that they try to be distinct, they either are demonstratively good or demonstratively bad and typically not somewhere in the middle. Yeah, two teams that jump out that really sort of typify what you talked about. Number one, Arkansas. Arkansas knew last year that they had trouble scoring the ball, but they play this physical brand of basketball. Musselman gets everyone together. They're going to play defense. They're going to be athletic. But then those two injuries really hurt them. Trevon Brazil goes out, really hurts their athleticism and defense inside. And Nick Smith Jr. was someone that they had relied on for scoring. So Arkansas is still able to battle as much as they could, but I think that they really have tried to address it in the portal and be able to have a little more depth and balance because you know, Greg, they were playing guys, five starters playing like 33 minutes a game because they simply didn't have any depth. And another one that I'm really high on that I'm curious to see if he adjusts is Chris Holtman. You know, Ohio State was one of the most disappointing teams last year. I think a lot of it had to do with Bryce Sensabaugh because he had to be able to play defense and sort of solidify what Chris Holtman envisions Ohio State should be. But look what they did at the end of last year. 
They beat Wisconsin. They beat Iowa. They beat Michigan State. And they battle Purdue there and almost fight their way into the tournament despite entering 5-15 and 15 there in the conference. So those were two teams that I agree. I want you to have an identity. You know, Houston has been fantastic in this. Now they're going to be in the Big 12. Defense, rebounding. You can't prepare for us. But you have to stay true to your identity. Even a team like Alabama was, of course, they had some off-the-court issues that I think played into it. But find a style. Either you're going to run, you're going to play defense, whatever it's going to be, and build and get your transfers and your recruits to that style. Arkansas, and I think Ohio State may be a sleeper here, going back to what you said about people underrating Teams Bay the way they finished last year. I think those are two teams that are trying to build their style, stay true to who they are, and that's the best key to success. I do think that those teams have done a very solid job in the transfer portal, Alabama. They were supposed to have Jaquan Walton, unfortunately, an off-the-court situation. Derailed that, but bringing in someone like an Aaron Estrada, I think is going to be a solid second go-around for him at the power conference level. Arkansas, well, I mean, shock, shock, surprise, surprise. They've been one of the most active teams in the transfer portal. Where have I seen that before? But I do think that those two teams have done a solid job here in the offseason. And there are a few other teams that you just take a look at what they've done and they have been able to make some big bomber moves because we've noticed that the likes of Gonzaga and Kansas have went up the futures board because Kansas, they get arguably the biggest transfer in the history of college basketball. And Hunter Dickinson, I will let you disagree if you think that there was been a bigger transfer. But, I mean, that I thought was just absolutely massive for them. But they bring in a lot of guys. West Virginia has been able to do a rock-solid job as well. And then Duke, it's not like they brought in a lot of guys high at the portal. But getting back someone like a Kyle Filipowski, who I thought for sure was going to be a first-round pick, that has just been huge for them. Yeah, it really has been. And listen, Dickinson is going to make a massive impact. And what he did, which I really give him a lot of credit for, he has the podcast. He's always out there, but he's a smart, savvy guy. He went to a program and a coach that utilizes his bigs. Udoka Azubuki, all the great Kansas big men have always been able to do well under self. You're going to see Hunter Dickinson not only cash in on the NIL money, he's also going to be able to build his draft stock. Because listen, he recognizes, Greg, he's not going to be a starter in the NBA, but maybe he can have a sustained career by being able to spread the floor step out things like that and how about Gonzaga you know all the everyone likes to to bash on Gonzaga it's amazing Gonzaga went from a mid-major to a team that no one wants to hear about anymore but how about Graham Ike coming over from Wyoming that people like you and I know about but others won't because of the injury he gets Ryan Nemhart. Steel Ventures is even going to be fantastic they have some losses in terms of their starters but they really did a great job here with Mark Few he wants that national title getting a point guard in Nemhart getting a guy in EK and a great role player in Steel Ventures who could score, that's a nice haul. So, yeah, I'm bullish on Gonzaga as well. All of a sudden, the Zags, last year I thought they were maybe you know a little bit underrated because people were dismissing them. They still had some big wins. Now, coming into this year, could they be under the radar again? Because don't count out Mark Few. I absolutely love what Gonzaga has done in recent years. Just sweet 16 after sweet 16 for them. And I do think that it's a little bit fair to say that we want to see a title from them. But at the same time, I feel like we're treating them as if they're having a year like Loyola Marymount does every single year, and yet they're getting the hype of top 10 team. And it's like, all right, what are we doing here? There's a lot of power conference teams that would love to have the consistency that Gonzaga has as well. I've got a lot of respect for what they've been able to build up as Mike Randall, who does terrific work over at the FTN Network, is joining me right here on Coast to Coast Hoops. And when it comes down to it, Mike, have you been able to fire in on any of these futures as of right now? Because as we know, Kansas, when they got Hunter Dickinson, they got propped up in the futures market. Duke being able to bring in Kyle Filipowski, 
being able to bring back Kyle Filipowski. That was absolutely massive for them. That caused them to get hyped up a little bit more. Have you fired in on any futures yourself, or are you just right now taking a little bit more of a broad brush view at the offseason, looking at things from a little bit of a longer-term landscape and just trying to be able to extract value when the season comes along in November? No, there's a couple I fired out on, Greg. The one I don't like, a couple I like, a couple I don't like. I don't like Marquette because Olivier Maxson's prosper. That is a big loss. He was a huge part. I saw them live of what he does. So as much as I love Shock, I love Marquette. They, despite, I believe, being the fifth or sixth team in terms of future market for the tournament winner, I have stayed away from them. I love Michigan State at plus 1,800. Players they've gotten, come, they have coming back. Holgart didn't get invited to the combine, so he's coming back. I do like Musselman because I think they're going to get some positive injury regression as well. So I fired on Michigan State. I fired on Arkansas. I am avoiding Marquette. And Greg, maybe I'm wrong. You tell me. Houston making the move here to the Big 12. We just all of a sudden going to assume that they're going to be able to make a deep run. I don't know about that. I believe in Kelvin Sampson, and they have LJ Cryer. There's some good pieces here, but Houston's another one. I don't know. That's a big move up for me. Not sure if I'm ready to fire at them either at plus 2,000, which is what they have right now. Absolutely. And is there maybe a few teams that are a little bit further down the line that you might be willing to take a look at as well? Because I do think that it's very tough to find a lot of value in terms of some of these teams that are towards the top. Now, I think that there were a few books that were hanging north of a 15 to 1 on Duke. And if you were able to grab that early on, good on you. And then anyone that was able to grab Kansas before Hunter Dickinson decided to go there as well. Also good on you because I do think that there's a lot of value. But what I find in this part of the year is that the real value is on some of these teams that not a lot of people are talking about. They're maybe laying in the weeds a little bit more at like 80 to 1 or greater. Is there maybe a team or two out there that you feel like is just being generally underpriced? Even if you haven't fired in on them on the market, you're just looking at the number. You're thinking, man, books might just be a little bit too low on them. Listen, do we go to Rick Patino out with St. John's at plus 10,000? I mean, he wins wherever he goes. They just got Jordan Dingle now. Just came in the last couple of days. They're at plus 10,000. I think they are certainly worth a sprinkle. And how about not quite around that number? How about a Texas A&M squad here with Buzz Williams, Greg, brings back almost their entire team, has some child, solid transfers. Buzz does a great job. There's someone who was bad. Everybody kept saying they're going to lose. They're going to lose. They were right at the top of the SEC. And the other one I'm looking at here, don't look far. Stay with Patino, but go with a different family member here with New Mexico at plus 1,500. I mean, he gets back his top two scores. I understand that. But he's also added some great players there because they believe in him. Mustafa Amzil, not almost 10 points per game at Dayton, hit big shot after big shot for them. Great corner three guys, stretch the floor. Nelly Jr. Joseph, of course, was for his father. Rick comes over from Iona. He could really grow as well. Jamal Baker is a very gritty guy who did a nice job for Fresno State. They got Mashburn and House back. So that's another one there with New Mexico. I know that sounds crazy, but he made a huge impact, Richard Pertino. And now we're looking at plus 15,000. That's worth a sprinkle for me, my friend. I don't know. The two Patinos adding some very big intrigue in terms of the college basketball landscape. I absolutely love it. And for New Mexico, they were actually the last undefeated team in yep. college basketball last year. Not a lot of people remember that because, well, they were getting completely destroyed on their home floor towards the end of the season. But I like the moves that they have made with St. John's. You got to have question marks about the chemistry, but I do think that there is talent there. To your point, Jordan Dingle, he is going to be coming in. And I think that that adds to just a little bit of a question that I do have because we do notice that there's quite a few coaches came English is another one of them. He was at George Mason out there in the Atlantic 10. He now takes over that job at Providence. 
What are your thoughts on some of these coaches that they go from the mid-major level and they go up to the power six, they go up to just a little bit of a bigger job in general, and they bring a lot of their guys with them from that little bit of a lower level of basketball because we've seen it be very hit or miss in recent years. For Missouri, it worked out really well with Dennis Gates. Meanwhile, for LSU last year with Matt McMahon and company bringing over the guys from Murray State, didn't work out so well. And I think that this has become one of the more interesting case studies in college basketball in recent years. Yeah, it really has been. I think bringing the players, it did not surprise me that this year a team like Florida Atlantic that returned so many of their players, San Diego State also returned a lot of players. There is a familiarity and a huge advantage to having players who know your system. Not only can they run it and make it effective, but that's going to trickle down to the other players coming in. You have Mark Madsen going to Cal now. He's done a nice job with a huge haul. So I think that, yes, you're making changes here, but when you make those changes, you end up bringing in a lot of your players because they believe in you and it makes it easier. Usually I'm a fan. You made a great point about LSU that it didn't work out, but I do think that can change because I think eventually it will get it right with Matt McMahon. So normally I like it. You have Grant McCaslin going to Texas Tech. Coaches who are accomplished coaches in small schools that may not be household names, everybody, but now they're moving to a higher profile program. They bring their own players. These are older players that has a huge advantage right now with with still having the extra year with the COVID year still lingering. So absolutely. I love those coaches. We're basketball junkies. They move up. They go to a bigger school. I'm all about them, especially if they bring some of their talent from that small school. Yes, absolutely. And I do think that just the chemistry in general is so big. It's why we've seen some of these teams that have went exclusively through the transfer portal. Many have not panned out, which is why I do think that we need to give just even more flowers. So what Kansas State was able to do last season, it was just absolutely incredible, but not as incredible as the work that you are doing, Mike. I know you're doing a great job over there at FDN. I know that one of your main things is college basketball, but on top of that, I know that you're on top of things with football. I know you've been taking a look at a little bit of the prop market with regards to the NBA as well, and so much more. So let the good people at home know what's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, follow us at FTN Network, FTN Bets, FTN Daily, FTN Fantasy. You can follow me at Randall Rand. Tell me my picks are awful. Tell me they're great, whatever you want. I'd love to have you know dis- discords back and forth. Uh, we have great stuff going on. Best ball season right around the corner. We're knee-deep in that with Underdog Fantasy having the $3 million prize. And, of course, Greg, we will be talking college basketball again before we know it. But thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. And, Mike, does a incredible job all 12 months of the year taking a look at the great game of college basketball and every single time he joins any of my shows whether it be this podcast or on the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN always lends tremendous insight much like he did today so a big thanks to Mike for joining me right here on Cusco Soups now part of the VSIN family podcast and if you ever have a question comment segment idea what have you for this podcast you do have one of two ways we offer those in First one is my Twitter timeline, at GNN underscore D1. Keep in mind, letters EM. Name email does not matter, so as per usual, please send these in the timeline. The other way, that's fine, an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Like I said, with conference previews, hopefully towards the end of the month, we get more clarity with the transfer portal and we can get those started up. But I'm with you guys every single day on this podcast, regular season, off-season, rain, shine. So I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.